All right. So here with a listener, I guess this is, would you say, an emergency? It seemed pretty urgent in your uh, email. Do you yeah. want to describe your situation? Do you want to read the email? What's your preference? Yeah, I would uh, prefer to describe the situation uh, from the big picture first. Go for it. Um, I really just feel that my um, uh, dad wants to control my life. And it's just, I feel that I suffered from heavy, heavy, very heavy depression and procrastination and just, um, well, just addiction um, as a way of escape from feeling that I'm not living my own life. And it's just so hard now because I'm um, reaching the age where you get pressure to get married. And the issue is that my dad wants me to marry someone from his um, tribe. And for me, dating is very taboo in my, my, my dad's culture. So we'd be in arranged marriage. And I just want to sort of live my own life and date whoever I want. And I'm attracted to other women as well that are from different races or ethnicities. But then it makes it so hard because um, it's the culture issue, the um, family, my family might not approve of them. And then um, just the whole interracial and then issue and then having mixed children. And I just, even though I am technically mixed as well, I, I am not fully um, from my father's ethnicity. Um, I still feel that because I'm in college and I'm studying um, a, st uh, a very good uh, economically lucrative field, that I feel that my father is trying so hard to get me back um, into his grip so that I just do everything for his tribe, you know, marry from his tribe, do what he wants me to do. And I don't know, you know, like, um, yeah, just overall, I don't really feel that I'm living my own life. And I've spent the pretty much this whole year depressed um, in, in bed, really. I've not really lived my own life. I cannot really say that I've genuinely lived my own life. And with my mother, I have much more better relationship much more open, I can discuss pretty much anything, but with my father, I just feel I can't really be honest with him, because I feel like I've always have to please him and make him look good and meet his expectations, and my majority of my life has been about feeling guilty if I don't meet my father's expectations, uh, and it's just terrible, absolutely terrible. Is this something that you know, there's there's a first generation, second generation thing. I'm sure you're even more aware of it than I am, but it's sort of first generation, second generation thing with regards to people in new culture or new country and so on, that the first generation tends to be pretty hardcore for the old school, the old way of doing things, and the next generation tends to be kind of in the middle. And is this kind of common among your peers, this difference between the old way of doing things and the new or Western way of, of doing things? Is that something more common or do you think it's singularly hitting you? Yes, yes, it's very common. It's very common. I, um, I've, I have uh, friends who have uh, 
just are very different from their um, parents' culture. They, some of them do involve in their parents' culture or they do try to meet their parents' uh, uh, expectations, but they, they also just struggle with, uh, because they've been raised, uh, grew up in uh, the, the West, more in the Western world, that they're more used to the Western culture, and then they just live daily life meeting people, and uh, most likely will be someone from a different ethnicity, and then I know people they they have uh, relationships and it did work out in the end for them, um, but for me I, I find it um, so difficult because uh, my father my father's uh, uh, ethnicity as well they 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 actually had to flee stuff like um, war and uh, gen genocide um, and that I, I do want to help them I do genuinely want to help them. But I feel that it's not enough to just help them. They want, they sort of want me to marry from them as well, so that I create a generation of um, them being settled in the in the country I live in right now. Yeah, they um, want they want to continue the culture and the morals and the mindset that they yeah. came from, which is yeah. you know you can understand that. I mean, I'm not saying you should necessarily sympathize with it. But yeah. you can certainly understand that. Um, I mean, it is it is a bit of a challenge, right? Because I'm not saying that I don't know the history, and of course, I know we're keeping this fairly fairly blank. But sure. it always strikes me as kind of interesting that people who've had to flee, you know, war, genocide, civil war, starvation, and so on, are like, well, our culture is great, and we should really try and reproduce it in the culture we're fleeing to. And again, I know that some of these conflicts uh, come out of. Western imperialism and, and the military-industrial complex, particularly out of America. So I'm not trying to, trying to blame each victim culture, but if you come and say, like, my, my mother was a little bit this way, quite a lot this way sometimes, in that she would basically, you know, Germany is, is a great culture and so on. It's like, yes, but you couldn't stand to live there after the war, so you fled. And so wherever you're fleeing to should have, I think, some fair allegiance in your mind's eye because where you're fleeing from is obviously dysfunctional to one degree or another. And, you know, like if if I was was rescued from this planet by anarcho-capitalist space aliens, I wouldn't necessarily say, hey, man, you guys really need government. You guys really need uh, taxation. You guys really need intergenerational debt. You guys really need uh, uh, coercively to fund your schools. Like even if I wasn't, my way inclined to be like, wow, you guys can travel between the stars and, and, and you have all this, you know, you can reverse gravity and all this cool stuff which comes out of the market because the government wasn't interfering. I wouldn't necessarily say, well, you know, the, 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 the society that I came from was really dysfunctional. Your society is really functional. So what you really need to do is adopt where I came from at the expense of where you are and everything that got you where you are. So... I mean, this is particularly true with separation of church and state stuff. You know, like Europe went through hundreds of years of religious warfare and then said, we got to separate church and state. And then, of course, a lot of cultures come in and say, well, you know, the state and, and the law and, and the religion should all be kind of one and the same. And it's like, uh, you know, we, we, we did that. You know, we, we gave that a shot. And <laughs> it was actually quite a lot of shots and stabbings and hangings and burnings and all that. So uh, I just sort of wanted to point out that it is a challenge 
uh, when you've got these kind of cultural mixes, because from your parents' perspective, it's like, well, this is the way they grew up. This is the best way. This is the good way, even though they had to flee the country uh, that they were in. And, you know, the Western way, the, the voluntary way, the free market way, particularly in romance, well, that's yep. not good. And it's like, yeah, but that's kind of part of why you fled and why you fled to the country you fled to was more of that voluntary stuff. So it is it is definitely tough for the second generation. Third generation, not so bad. But yeah. I, and I'm not trying to tell you your life or anything like that, but that's sort of what I've discussed with a number of people who have been immigrants uh, even before I did the show. Yeah, I, I think there's... Uh... Uh, two or three reasons uh, the, um, the I, I would I would say um, say the the main the main ex, uh, reason they feel that they are in the right is because they say that um, they were forced to flee because the government in the, the country they uh, came from was perpetrating all the uh, war against them and if it wasn't for the government uh, perpetrating that uh, said atrocities they would be staying there and um, but at the same time um, i also feel that it is um it's, it's very like inter intertribal so it's it's really intertribal in the country where they're from um, oh so, so one I, one tribe has control of the government and they're using it to dominate yeah. the other tribes yeah 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 that's the issue it's very intertribal which is and because it's so intertribal, they've become almost very um, insular. Like they've become very secluded. Uh, sort no, of, but uh, see, sorry to interrupt, but but that's that's the challenge, right? Which is yeah. that if inter if, if tribalism is causing problems, well, more than problems, is is kind of creating a disaster in their home country. Then what they're fleeing is tribalism. So then when they come to the West and they're like, well, son, you've got to be totally tribal. It's like, yeah. ah, you know, didn't you, didn't you just leave this whole tribal stuff for very important reasons? Like why are we doing this tribalism thing? Cause tribalism was kind of what you're running from. Yeah. That, that's exactly how, how I've become, you know, I, I've grew up really in the Western world. I, I, I was born in my parents' uh, country of origin. But I did grow up from a very young age in uh, 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 Western countries, mm -hmm. and I just felt very—I became my own person, and I just didn't really uh, care about, you know, um, ethnicities or tribes or uh, any of this stuff. But for 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 them, it's really um, um, very difficult. I, I do understand where they're coming from, but it, it's become so bad that um, because the tribes look different from each other. It's even I would say even become even I would say for me you can borderline racist because it's all based on um, uh, ethnic purity now. Like if if I marry someone that's not from my tribe or um, uh, for uh, from from a different tribe, then in in their mind they they see it as oh uh, my children won't be as ethnically pure as them. Um, but but hang on, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I just want to make sure I understand something because earlier you said that you're ethnically mixed. So yeah. it seems it seems odd that there would be ethnic purity when you're ethnically mixed. Uh, like th those two two things would would seem to me to be um, somewhat opposing values, so to speak. Yeah, um, be, uh, because my my, my father um, uh, did go against the grain, and uh, my mother did struggle uh, with with prejudice from my father's side. Not all of them, but. So he married outside of his tribe. Um, um, not first time round. No, no, but for you, your mom, yeah. right? 
yeah, yeah. So how how the hell, excuse my French, how the hell does he get to tell you to marry inside the tribe when he married outside the tribe? When you're literally um, the product of him marrying outside the tribe? Yeah, b- because um, he he doesn't explicitly say that he wants me to marry from his tribe, and I've spoken to him as well mm. to see what uh, what his opinion is on on uh, on uh, the whole. Uh, having children, I uh, think, with someone from 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 outside the tribe, and he did say it's it's up to me, and he does say he prefers I marry from his tribe or as close to his tribe as possible. But deep down, I know even if I married any um, uh, woman from the same uh, say race as me, they would still view view her as an outsider. They would still be like, no, she's not from the same tribe. Um, well, hang on. Sorry, sorry. Again, I, I apologize. I just want to make yeah. sure. But marrying someone the same race as you, what would that be if you're a mixed race? Uh, black. Okay. Uh, so. Oh, oh, sorry. If I'm mixed race. That, I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to. I, I hate these biological divisions, but you know they're yeah. they're they're part of the the issue that that you're dealing with, right? So yeah. if someone were to marry the same race as you, that would be a, a bit of a challenge, right? Because you're a mixed race. Yeah, it's it's just because uh, I am mixed race, but um, I'm I'm uh, uh, I think they uh, I would say black black passing. So, okay, uh, got it, got yeah, it, got it. Yeah. Not with that horrible one drop rule or anything, but like in terms of like the visuals or whatever, you would yeah. people would look at you and say black, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. Okay, so so then there is this um, I guess this purity racial purity aspect things with regards to your father, but if I understand this correctly, it's not primarily around race. It's just that the race tends to strongly overlap with culture, like with particular beliefs yeah. that your parents would have. And so race is kind of a marker for culture rather than it's pure race and that's it. In other words, if there were the right race but the wrong belief system, that wouldn't fit in with your parents' expectations, your father's expectations. Is that right? Yeah, because even if I married uh, another uh, black, black woman from any country, they would still view her as an outsider and they would still see me as uh, disappointing them because they would want me to, uh, deep down they would want me to marry from uh, uh, from our tribe and if it uh, was uh, sorry if it was somebody who was not black but who for some reason or another was raised with the tribal ideals of your father how would that land um i think they would be more accepting but i would say because the uh, the um, the the rival tribe uh, has been uh, waging war against us. They they are more, um, I would say, ethnically mixed, and this is why is the the whole tribal. Uh, oh, sorry, they being the opposing tribe. Yeah, the the, okay. say the, the the government. They're more ethnically mixed, and this is why the is so sensitive when it comes to the culture and and um, ethnicity uh, part because my family views it as okay, we are the uh, original um, uh, black uh, ethnicity, mm-hmm. and we should we they are trying to sort of um, uh, wipe us out and commit genocide against us, and they it's almost like it's uh, they make me feel like it's my duty to also c- c- marry from the exact same tribe I come from from my right father, because uh, you're being wiped out you should replenish yeah. is that something like. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah, I've I've heard uh, that of, uh, from other cultures and ethnicities as well, who face yeah. a lot of persecution. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. Um, yeah. So it's uh, not just black. It's black in a particular 
tribal context. And so they're, because they know the women who they would be happy to have as your wife, uh, as their daughter-in-law, because they know this, these women, they would like to arrange your dating life. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The best case scenario was, would be the, my, uh, uh, father or his relatives would uh, select uh, a wife that is connected to their family and their tribe. Right. And right. it would most likely be from the, uh, ba- uh, back in their country of origin as well. Oh, so you would, because you, of course, have, I guess, Western citizenship. And so if you marry somebody from the country of origin, then she would come to you. It's, I, there wouldn't be a situation where you would go to her, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then she would bring her relatives and 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 so on. I guess at some point with her as well, right? I I think that's the future plan. But for now, I think it's mostly the wife. I am not too sure, but I think they would most likely would want to do that. Oh well, I mean, if the country is is in is in war and there's genocides and so on going on, yeah, yeah. I would imagine that they would be like what what they call chain migration, right? That there would be this. Um, you know, you'd get the wife, you get her parents, they'd get their cousins and, and all of that, right? They'd, and then they would sponsor further uh, people. Yeah. That's right. That's the airlift situation out of these um, yeah. war-wracked uh, countries. I, yeah, I, I 100% believe this is the this is the uh, main plan because uh, when I visit my relatives, sometimes they always complain about how other ethnic minorities are so well-established and they take care of their own communities and um, and that uh, our ethnic community uh, is so um, uh, disenfranchised or uh, in, in a low um, population, and uh, they want to sort of be as established as other ethnic communities uh, to build their own um, ethnic, ethnic, I would say even ethnic enclave, or let's say just um, help help their ethnic community. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, yeah. it's it's straight up tribalism. I mean, you don't have to go into yeah. great details. I mean, this is most of yeah. human. This is most of human beings throughout most of human history. Is you know genetic in group preference and my tribe and my culture and and so yeah. on, right? So yeah, they I guess they feel outnumbered relative even to other ethnicities, let alone relative to whoever, right? So yeah, uh, yeah they want to bring more more people in, and of course, you would have higher value being able to offer Western citizenship to somebody from. Uh, your yeah. your parents' country, I guess your country of origin. Yeah, I, w- well. I would not even yeah I would not even say it's the um, the um, uh, sorry what was the word the 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 the, the papers the passport. Oh, uh, uh, citizenship. Yeah, w- yeah, citizenship. Yeah, I would not even say it's citizenship. That's the main the main driver is is the the biggest drive driving force is that because I go to college and I'm just studying a very um, uh, promising. Right, right. So um, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money, uh, yeah. for sure. Now, but but what would you have in common with a woman because you were born in your parents' country of origin, but you grew up in the West? So yeah. given that you've grown up in the West, I'm not sure how much you would have in common with people from yeah. with a woman from your country of origin who hadn't grown up in the West. Yeah, I would say the only thing I would have in common is just the language and just the family relatives, but. Other than that, not that much. I, I do know about uh, my country of origin, but not even that much. Culture, well, sorry, but I, this is the other. Sorry, this is the other thing that happens with immigrants as well. I'm sure you're aware of this, right? So, yeah, when immigrants leave a country, 
let's say that your parents left in, I don't know, 1980 or 1990 or something like that, right? So yep. what happens is they leave, they leave the country of origin and they bring like this bubble, right? And the bubble yep. is the way the country was back then. Yep. Now then the country changes, right? The country changes uh, as it moves forward, you know, for better, for worse, whatever, but it changes. But your parents are not part of that change. In other words, if they had stayed in, the, in your country of origin, there would have been changes that would have occurred in that country. But yeah. because they left, they bring kind of a snapshot or a photograph of the country, of, of how, it, of how yeah. it was, right? Yeah. And now that country is different, but your parents are kind of stuck in time because yeah, they're not, yeah, they, yeah, they're not part of that new flow of whatever the, the country is. Like I, I had a friend of mine Whose, uh, whose parents had left a, a European country in 1960. Now, that European country had gone through immense changes, uh, uh, you know, since, but, but the parents hadn't because they come and they hang around with other people who left that country in 1960, and they just hang on, like grim death, in a sense, to, to the country as it was, which no longer exists in the present. Yeah. And that's, it's just a pretty, a pretty wild thing that occurs and it's sort of like you know these these movies of you know someone gets frozen in, in a glacier and then they thaw out and it's like you know 50 years or 100 years have passed or all of that and this frozenness of culture that occurs yeah. when people leave a host country is yeah. something that um it, it's almost like a a place without a home because if you stay in the host country then you're part of those changes and you're part of the living breathing country but if you leave you kind of carve off a bit of that country, and it no longer changes. And so the host country, even if you went back, you probably wouldn't feel that comfortable anymore. And the country that you've moved to, you kind of want to retain your values, but those values don't exist in your country in the present anymore. So sorry, it's a bit of a complicated way of putting it, but uh, yeah. that's that's a real challenge. Yeah, yeah. When I look at my relatives, they are really in their own bubble. Uh, they do have interact with other people from other cultures but it is very insular it's very closed off quite i i do see my father does say he has friends that are from different uh ethnicities races but when i just spend time mostly with my relatives that's all i see really it's just uh, the, the uh, either the extended family or the other relatives from the exact same background really it just really becomes a closed club i feel well, you know, culture is, is kind of efficient, right? Because, you know, you, you, you'd, your parents would meet people from their country of origin, and if it was particularly, if it was the same tribe or ethnicity, it's like, okay, I know the values, I know the language, I know what's expected. You know, like, if, if I were to travel to Japan, uh, there would be language issues, there would be cultural issues, politeness issues, uh, uh, even height issues, so to speak, right? So culture is very efficient, and for people who... But this is why they have what, I mean, it sounds almost like the expat community, right? Like, In other words, you know, like this used to happen, British people would go to Panama and they'd all live around other British people and they'd speak English and they'd have tea at three o'clock in the afternoon and they'd play tennis and, and they'd just create this little uh, bubble, right? Germans who went to Russia in the 19th century, uh, they went early in the 19th century and then they fled with the communist revolution. And for a hundred years, the people who lived in Russia still only spoke German, they didn't speak Russian, they still worshipped in German churches, according to the Lutheran tradition, and they had never integrated. And of course, that doesn't sound like something that your parents are particularly interested in, is looking at sort of 
Western values, so to speak, and saying, ah, you know, but we've moved here, so we should really try to adapt to this host culture, right? That's not really part of their thinking, right? No, 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 def definitely not. No. Because I feel they f they're so af uh, very afraid of uh, that if they integrate, they'll lose the culture. And then when it comes to me as well, uh, if, if I marry now uh, any pretty much, uh, let's say, uh, non-African non women, non-black women, then it'll be the biggest uh, example of uh, them losing their culture or losing their ethnicity because their their ethnicity is very tied to them being uh, completely uh, ethnically uh, pure. Um, but uh, also, uh, you, you're, also, you're also right that when I look at my, my country of origin now, it does seem to become more progressive, like more mm -hmm. Western even, like um, they're banning F FGM, for example, and um, even more stuff, and, and it's becoming more democratic. Uh, but I, I'm not really sure how free it'll become just yet, because um, for me, um, uh, I I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it's, I, um, no, I, I totally, yeah. I, listen, I totally get it. I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying I get it to the deep emotional level that you get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I went from England to Canada, which was certainly a transition, but not as big a transition. And I, I get, I get, I get where you're coming from. In other words, your parents are like a slice of decades ago, that country, that country is progressing, but your parents aren't part of that progress. Yeah. And so even if you were to adapt because they value their culture of origin, if you were to adapt to your parents' culture and then you were to go back to their country of origin, you'd be like, hey, this is not, this is yeah. not the same. <laughs> it's not the same yeah. as, as it used to be. And um, so, yeah, I just sort of wanted to, uh, like, I, I, I really do get where, where you're coming from. Again, my own immigrant experience is not quite as wide as yours, but the similar patterns kind of exist. I mean, can you imagine? I have my vision of this is one of the reasons I don't go back to London. I mean, I have my vision of the London that I grew up in, and I left over 40 years ago. And if I were to go back to the London that is now, it would be unrecognizable to me. Yeah. Uh, there is no... Now, of course, if I'd stayed in London, the change that I would have had to accommodate would have been incremental and I would have adapted and all of that. But being away for 40 years, if you go back, it's like, well, this is completely different from yeah. what I left. And I could not go back to London and feel at home. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, that's that's just a reality. And, and so you do end up a little bit um, rootless, I guess, like because you can't be rooted in your parents because your parents are part of a culture that no longer exists in the host country, at least not as much or, or in a different way. So you yeah. can't be rooted in your parents. You can't be rooted in your home country because you haven't lived there. To try and root yourself in the West is a challenge, as you said, because it's a huge challenge because it puts you kind of in conflict with your father. And uh, it's, you know, man, I feel for you, man. This It's a really challenging, complicated situation. It reminds me of another friend of mine I had when I was younger. And he was from his. He was born in in Canada, but his parents were Indian, and he enjoyed dating around. But he was never very successful at dating. But he he did get some dates and and all of that. And his parents were like, "Hey, you know, you're you're getting into your late twenties. We gotta we gotta get you settled down, my friend, right?" <laughs> and he was like, "Well, you know." I got it. He's like, yeah, but you've been trying and, you know, you, you can't really get relationships that, that last and all that. Don't worry. We know exactly what to do. 
So they called up, I think the newspaper was called India Today, which was, it's this back pre-internet, I guess, right? Yep. And what you did, of course, which you, was you took out an ad. <laughs> and you would then receive letters uh, from women, uh, I think in India, or maybe locally, but who were raised with sort of, I don't want to say Indian values, like it's just one big blob. That's like sort of saying African values, like it's well, they're all different countries, right? But whatever, the the the, um, the, the values that, that would be more compatible. And they would take out these ads and they would forward to him these letters and these photos. And he was absolutely disgusted with the entire process. He felt yeah. like he was on an auction block. Yeah. He felt that his parents choosing his wife was weird because, again, he'd grown up in the West, right? So, you know, there's not a lot of romantic comedy movies that end up with a postage stamp and, you know, somebody being shipped over in a box from India, so to speak, right? I mean, it's just not how how things play out. And, of course, the other thing, too, is that if you are, again, dangling Western citizenship to somebody in a country that desperately wants to come to the West, you don't know if they're coming for you or for your money or for Western citizenship, or whatever. Like, it's it's tough to feel like it's they, they just yeah. love you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, that's my biggest fear. My, my biggest fear is that I, I could try to ask my uh, father to date uh, or have an um, engagement for, say, a year, and then to sort of see the personality of the woman, of the arranged, arranged wife. And then figure out if she's right person for me. But I feel that the incentive is just too big mm. to to come here because uh, I I might be, become very financially well off and then the citizenship, and it's just a huge escape from um, their uh, uh, their economic situation yeah. and also the war. And this is why I, I struggle so much because on one hand I do want to help them, but I also feel guilty. Wait, that sorry, this, help who? Uh, my, the the people uh, from my ethnicity, from 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 my from my tribe. Yeah. Um, the back in the uh, country of origin, because I I, I look at um, see videos on the internet and I see how they struggle, and I almost feel a sense of obligation that it, it, I'm supposed to marry them and then uh, bring them here and then take care of them and make a generational thing, but then I feel like I'm not really living my own life. I'm living the life my parents or my family wants me to and it's just so i don't know it's so depressing it's right yeah. was this expectation made fairly clear to you fairly early in your life as a whole um i think as growing up my, my father always tried to instill his uh culture on onto me um but because um uh, my parents were divorced I stayed at my mother. As Wait, a, sorry, I, what? Oh, yes, oh right. yeah, sorry. You said that there was a, a an earlier marriage with your dad, right? Oh, th that marriage was very, very. Uh, that was well, before I was born. That was uh, yeah. There was yeah, uh, a first marriage. Now, um, sorry. Uh, let me just ask a couple of questions, if you if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, how does your tribal values? How do they view something like divorce? That very. Um, uh, very looked down on, not not as bad as say um, uh, to the level of um, not to offend her, but in Indians, in Indians uh, is, divorce is very taboo. Right. But I would say, uh, let's say um, fifty to sixty percent of that level divorce is quite taboo. 
So mm. it's 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 but it's pretty bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, so they they already found one tribal value that that they didn't really want your dad, I guess, right? Found one tribal value that he wasn't so keen on, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, my, 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 he can't yeah, he my, can't claim it as some sort of big absolute, right? Like you have to follow tribal values because, like, well, he didn't, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do agree. It's just I, I, I struggle so hard with this um, feeling of guilt that I uh, that if I don't meet the expectations that I, I am uh, very selfish or. Just un- ungrateful for uh, the priv- privilege I have. Well, they would say privilege. They would call it privilege. Of, uh, who would uh, call having, it privilege? Um, I would say my 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 uh, my, 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 my family uh, from my father's side because of how much they struggled with poverty and war. They would see me as very privileged and because of uh, because of growing up in the West. And I have it very easy. I, I I do see where they're coming from, but I don't know. I just feels that why is it me that has to solve, save everyone? You know. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel like. Right. That is the responsibilities mm-hmm. put on me to solve to save everyone. So. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, and this is this is the basic question, which is a very big question, uh, the question of individualism yeah. versus collectivism. And I assume you've listened to the show for for a little while, right? I've I've, I've listened to you for years. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, right. So yeah. so I can just be real brief on this because you yeah. you get it as a whole, right? But yeah, this is yeah. individualism versus collectivism. Do you live for yourself or do you live for the tribe? These are very very big questions. Yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, intellectually, I, I really, intellectually, I 100% that I'm for individualism, 100%. But, but when it comes emotionally, it's just so difficult. When it comes to emotionally, I feel that I'm still lacking, I'm still lacking self-knowledge to be able to side with how I feel rather than what I feel, uh, than what's been uh, forced upon me. By my 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 parents, my father, I'd say. Right. Um, right. And I, I would I would also say that being stuck in uh, depression or, or addiction or procrastination also just postpones the self knowledge and makes it so hard to to finally break break out of this. Uh, it really makes it very so much harder. But, what what is the addiction that you struggle with? Uh, I would say just. Um, uh no 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 drugs but just um i would say um just internet or video games um mostly yeah those two uh yeah i don't i don't have any over um uh, addictions sometimes music well i think we're all addicted to that if we have good taste but um yeah. now what's happened with your dating history so far my dating history is pretty much non-existent I, I had spells of pro- promiscuity, uh, and I felt that was a, a reaction uh, uh, against feeling very restricted. Uh, I, I did feel at times that I became promiscuous as sort of a form of revenge against feeling that 
dating is very I couldn't be open about dating with my father. So I just felt, you know, almost like screw it. I'll just, you know, if you don't if you don't want me to be open about dating then I'll just I'll just do stuff um underhand, you know. But then now I regret it because obviously I have listened to a lot more of your podcasts about uh, marriage and dating, and I, 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 I've stopped also for a long time. But in general, I, I've I've not really been dating or seriously before two reasons. Because the first reason is because I, I, I deep down I knew I would have to face this issue about my fa- my father, uh, what to do if I wanted to have a serious relationship, would he approve or not? And then deep down, I also felt that he 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 wouldn't approve, and and also that in general, um, just from the big picture, um, uh, that I I, I um, felt like I couldn't really date because I've had all these issues, and also because of my my depression, I didn't I didn't want to drag other people with me into my problems, and that's why I sort of postponed it and just. Also, didn't have much faith in feeling that someone else would connect with me because I wasn't connected to myself, uh, and I felt that uh, no one would relate to me, and that I, I, I didn't really believe that people would uh, uh, want to like me for my personality, and I became very shallow. I, I would even say I, bec- I became narcissistic. I feel that I, 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 I'm, I was really, I, I find it a judgmental, but. Not really. I, I could explain that a different way, but uh, more just to say, I, I, I really did become um, a validation seeking for, say, my outward appearance or uh, how how many girls would like me or, or pursue me or how many girls I, I was able to uh, pursue. Um, so, who, sorry to interrupt. What would be your ideal woman? I, I'll be very honest with you. Um, my um there's two thing there's, there's two things um my ideal woman would be someone that um I could have conversations with and you know uh, likes me for me and uh is there for me and uh is uh, just honest and share we share uh, everything together and our, our life together and we can be free both of us can be free and um i i almost felt that i actually met um a girl that i would say was my ideal woman because we shared a lot of uh, values and viewpoints um um economically and even philosophically but um it just i felt that this issue of marriage just probably ruined it and yeah, um, I honestly don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I just because I listen to the show a lot, I, I really value it when I'm I meet someone that is at least close to. But sorry, same. but what happened with that relationship? Um, I wouldn't say we 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 went into relationship, but we we were we were in a talking stage and. We got to know each other, but I feel that the more I told her my issues, the less she seems available. And I do understand. I can completely and, Sorry, understand. when you said you told her your issues, um, what do you mean by that? How, how would you, like, pretend, um, I know it's a little freaky, pretend pretend that I'm 
her and just give me the synopsis of the kind of stuff you talked about with her. Um, I would say the struggles with um, depression and and addiction a little. A little uh, I would say addiction. I, I told her uh, just my my childhood, but not too deep. And uh, uh, because I, I also told her about the marriage situation with with uh, my father and the issue about the tribal conflicts, but not into too much detail. And um, and yeah, what was her what was her background? Um, I, I am a bit worried about. No, no, don't uh, don't say anything. You're not comfortable. Listen, you you yeah. you set you set the boundaries here. That that's totally fine. That's we we can skip that completely. But it's it's a complicated situation for someone to marry into, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. No. No. no that's fine. Yeah, I would just say that she's she's from a different um, ethnicity, to a totally different ethnicity from 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 my my tribe, uh, from my ethnicity. Right. Um, okay. But I really liked her because we share a lot of va- uh, va- viewpoints. Not sure about values because values I still need to figure out um, about values, but viewpoints definitely. Um, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but then she would run colliding into, you know, because as I've said before on this show, right, I mean, you've probably heard it, but it probably bears repeating, but a woman doesn't look at a man like, it's you and me, babe. They look at the man and say, it's you and me, plus your mom and dad, your siblings, your aunts, your cousins, your uncles, your <laughs> extended family, yeah. and and she doesn't just think about getting along with you. For men, it tends to be a little bit more individualistic, but women look at, in general, they look at you as a whole. And it's not, I don't think it's an accident for me that I didn't get a great girlfriend, now wife, until I wasn't in touch with my mom anymore because the previous women were like, yeah, you're great, but uh, that's uh, quite a mother-in-law you got going on there. <laughs> and it was really tough. Cause, and I'm not saying that, I mean, that's actually quite wise in many ways, right? Yeah. That, and that's that's what I was, I, I do completely understand. I, to, I totally understand what... Um... That th- that's why it was uh, quite tough because I would have to keep my distance from my father, or I would have to be involved because I, I would worry about my children as well if they're from a different if, if I marry if, I, if they're from a different if, uh, if I marry a woman from a different uh, culture and ethnicity um, uh, I, I would want to. Um, uh, uh, let them know where, where you know the ethnicity they come from, the, the culture they come from, and I'd want and, to. Sorry, have you have you been back to your home country? Oh, your parents' home country. Sorry. Oh, not not in a, a very long time. No, no. Right. Since yeah. Okay, I was just wondering about that. Yeah. Right, and uh, what were I mean? How, what was your childhood like as a whole? Oh, oh, this is a tough one. <laughs> Oh my God, this is very tough. Um, I would say it was nice when my parents were still together, but after the divorce, a lot of uh, problems with my mom. And then my dad was quite emotionally distant, but when I would visit uh, his relatives, I always felt that I had to just put in, put on a good uh, front, you know, and 
My father was just so concerned with me um, obeying him, pretty much. Um, very instilled in me the sense that if I don't um, make him happy, then I am, I am uh, guilty for that, I am bad for that. And with my mom, it was also um, a lot of accusations of me not listening to her or not being uh, a good child and yeah that's uh that's a female thing too for a lot of women when they say you're not listening to me what they're actually meaning is you're not agreeing with me like if you really really just listen to me you totally agree with me and the idea that you might listen to them and completely understand what they're saying but not agree with them is uh not not the easiest thing for some people not just women but for some people to comprehend it's like well if you really understood you'd agree it's like no i do understand i just don't agree yeah because um there was a lot of just uh verbal abuse and physical as well but not not that much physical but it was significant substantial i would say but my father never physically abused me but just he would manipulate me he didn't even verbally abuse me he would never sh- uh, shout at me or, or call me names but he would sort of threaten me that if if i don't obey him he would be unhappy and even sometimes to the point um where if if i um i was afraid to make him angry because i i, I wouldn't know what he would do he would sort of uh, say that i wouldn't want to make him angry because he, i wouldn't want to see him angry so I was afraid of how physically abusive he might have been. He could have been as a child, so I never risked it. But with my mother, it was much more um, obvious because I knew the extent of the physical abuse and I already knew what to expect. But I, it was just with my mom, it was just more verbal. Wait, but I, what was the physical abuse from your mom? Um, uh, we just... Uh, if just, you don't uh, want to say, that's totally fine. I mean, I, yeah. I just—it's helpful for me to know, but it's not essential. Yeah, it's it's more it's more. Um, we would get into fights, and then I uh, I would get frustrated, and then she would then eventually either hit me, and then I would just defend myself first until and I get frustrated. Would she sort of hit you open hand or closed fist or with implements um, or open hand, and then. One time there was a big escalation and a big scenario, and that was the worst physical abuse I've had. But after, other than that, I kind of just waned away. How old were you when that happened? I was, um, I think, uh, 11. And what did happen? Um, uh, Well... It's very, uh, I would say, uh, um, my, my mother got really upset to the point where um, she would uh, just t- tie me down and just repeatedly slap me in the face. Do you mean like physically tie you down? Yeah. Oh um, man, I'm my, sorry to hear about that. That's 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 unbelievably harsh. Yeah, um, I do understand why it happened, but it was not really. It was a misunderstanding, and she she only realizes now when I spoke to her about it again that it, it wasn't my intention. 
or what happened, and it was just a misunderstanding. But because it, it evoked uh, uh, um, difficult feelings in her, that's why it escalated to that point. And I felt that she took out frustration on things. Um, but this this is why I, I sort of um, I am okay with my mother now because uh, she, she understands how much it's affected me, and we've spoken about it. And this is why I um, yeah, I do sort of uh, I I don't want to say forgive straight away, but she she understands how much it has affected me. And, she admits that it was mostly because she had a lot of um, uh, struggles with herself, with uh, depression and and, uh, and and issues of her divorce and my, my, my father. And that's why she took out the frustrations onto me. But uh, when I was that age, I always blamed myself. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all do, right? It's natural. Yeah. Not hel- I mean, it's not, it's not accurate, but it's natural, right? And so, so sorry, your parents got divorced. Now, is that the first marriage that your father was involved in and then he got remarried? Has he been no, married twice? The, no, that's the second one. So oh, actually, um, yeah, that's the second one and, and he's, he's um, remarried again. So he's on his third uh, marriage? Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't, again, he doesn't mind going against the culture when it suits him. Yeah. So, I mean, depending on, on how safe it would be to say that, I mean... It would be you gotta you gotta follow the culture. It's like, but you didn't. You're not supposed to yep. get divorced. Yep. You made a vow before God to love, honor, and obey, or whatever the equivalent is, uh, till death do you part. And you found that you did not want to follow those rules, and so you didn't. And oh, you know, almost... I'm not. You know, you could say to your dad, I'm not saying that you're a bad guy because of that, but yeah. you know, please don't put forward this. You have to follow the cultural rules stuff to me because it just doesn't. It's not believable, right? Yeah. Also, I, I forgot to say the the first marriage was. Uh, he told me that there was issues uh, with the government uh, back in his home country. Uh, there were uh, there was issues with his wife. He, he's, he's when he told me he, he made out that it was not really uh, his fault that they split up. But I don't. I'm not really sure. It's quite vague because um, my my mother says something else as well. Uh, but um, I don't. I don't think that even really matters that much. About, about I mean, uh, you you obviously can judge it much much better than I can. But I just always find it tough to accept people who say you got to follow the rules when they themselves don't seem to have yeah. any problem breaking the rules when it's they consider it better for them, right? So you could yeah. say, well, you you consider it better to get divorced and to get remarried, and I consider it better to date by my own choice rather than for what you want culturally, right? Yeah, yeah. Because when he's remarried now, he did seem to... um, Well, he did choose... uh, uh, It was not arranged, and uh, he is a a woman from his tribe. Um, So this is what I feel. I feel that he, he wants me to just come back to his tribe completely. Mm-hmm. His ethnicity completely. Um, well, it's easier for him, right? Yeah. No, I get that. And, and you know, the best way to have people follow your values is to live them yourself. And that way you don't have to bully them into following your values, right? Yeah. And so that, to me, is 
you know, kind of the important side of things, right? Yeah. Which is, I mean, I, I, I don't think I'm going to need to bully my daughter into dealing with conflict in a reasonable manner because that's what we've been doing her whole life. Any more than I, you know, I teach her English, I don't need to bully her into speaking English, right? Because yeah. that's just what we speak. And yeah. so the the level of aggression with regards to values, which it seems that you're facing with your father, the level of aggression is usually completely proportional to hypocrisy. In other words, the people who are least likely to follow the values are the ones who most aggressively inflict them upon others. And the reason they inflict them is because you can't necessarily follow your father's. I mean, I don't think your father would consider you a success if you got divorced twice, right? No, no, no. So because he's not living the values that he wants you to live, he and he's not necessarily willing to admit and say, listen, son, here's what I did wrong, and I don't know why he would have that kind of accent. <laughs> makes no sense, right? But, but he wouldn't sit and say, listen, son, here's what I did wrong. Um, I'm fully aware that... I didn't live the values that I want you to live. Here's the mistakes I'm... Like, that would be kind of honest, right? Yeah. But if he's not going to do that, then he has to be kind of aggressive so that you kind of overlook the fact that he's not doing what he says is valuable for you, or he didn't in the past do it, right? Yeah, uh, I just find it very strange because e even though um, now he says, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm free to live how I want to live, and um, as long as I just involve myself in, in the community, or it's even up to me if I involve myself in the community. Uh, he says, I, now he says I am a free person, but when I was growing up as a child, he really just wanted to, just really just felt controlling. Mm -hmm. That um, I have to make him happy, and if I don't make him happy, I'm, I'm a bad son, you know? Well, did he uh, make his father happy by getting married three times? No. So you only exist because he was willing to make his father unhappy. So why on earth? Like, you understand? Yeah. I, I, I do. I just really feel that because of the community he's in, um, his, his ethnic community, there's just this big expectation, I feel, that we have to just uh, keep the community uh, alive, not only marry from our community, not marry from the rival community or or be uh, disenfranchised and split up. Well, yeah, I mean, so, so okay, let, let's let's do this, right? Yeah. Why don't you be your dad and I'll be you, right? And Because oh. I, I just really want to get his, his logic because I'm, I'm not yeah. following it myself. Yeah. Okay, so I would, like, if you could just play your dad, I would say, listen, dad, I, I know you really, really want me to date someone from our race, our culture, our tribe. Yeah. But that's not where my heart leads me to. I... I, I I can't just be like this photocopy of history, like a rubber stamp or something from, from the tribe, from the values, from the history. I really want to be my own person. Then there's some stuff in the tribe and the, I really value, and there's some stuff I have questions about. But yeah. I just, you know, I want to tell you up front, the continuation of the tribe is not something I'm willing to sacrifice my happiness for, and I think it would sacrifice my happiness. So I'm just telling you ahead of time, I'm going to date. I'm, I'm certainly open to dating someone from the tribe, but... If it doesn't work out that way, I'm just telling you ahead of time, that's not a total deal breaker for me. I know it is for you, and I, I get that you want me to do that, and I, I appreciate that, and, and I understand that. I'm just telling you that we have 
some different values with regards to this. And, you know, I, I, I sure you want me to think for myself and be my own person and not just be a slave to history or culture or you for that matter. And, you know, you brought me to the West and the West has this more individualistic thing and, and think for yourself kind of thing. And that's what rescued us. So I'm just kind of telling you up front so it's not too appalling to you that, again, open to dating from the tribe, but it's not a deal breaker for me if it's not. Um, okay. If I was my father, I would, this is what I, would, I think he would say. He would say, uh, okay, son, I, I completely understand. It is your life. And um, uh, we, we, we faced war because of... Um, not being free in our, to be uh, who you are in our country of origin. But uh, I, I just fear that as soon as you marry from a different uh, race or ethnicity or even tribe, then we will lose our uh, foothold in the world. And wouldn't you want to uh, continue our foothold in the world and, um, and make it uh, easier for us to uh, continue to um, live on as a tribe, and isn't isn't it your obligation if you become um, financially well off as well? Um, th I think this that's what he would say. Okay, so I would say as you, I would say, listen, I, I, for you, and you know, you were raised not in the West, right? You were raised in insert country of origin here, and so for you, the foothold in the world is like a collective thing. It's like a group thing. It is a tribal thing, but that's not the case for me. I mean, again, you brought me to the West. You sent me to Western schools. Uh, I have Western media. I have Western books. I have Western podcasts. God help me. And so I've been raised in, in a much more individualistic way than you have. And my foothold in the world is my own individual thought, my own individual personality. And it's not like I'm, I'm part of a group. I get that. I'm part of the family. I'm part of the tribe. I'm part of history. It's not like I'm... I've just broken away from it completely. But, you know, even even the the rocks that fall off the mountain don't go too far from the mountain, right? So it's not that I'm not part of any kind of group, but my primary identification is with my own thoughts and my own reasoning. And my foothold in the world is thinking for myself, my job, my family, my values. Um, but it's not... A tribal thing for me and and really i mean again that's how you were raised and i appreciate that and there's some good stuff in it it's not like that's all bad but bringing me to the west and putting me into this very individualistic educational and cultural and political and philosophical environment i just you know we're raised differently and i respect a lot of the values that you have i hope that you will respect the values that you brought me to enjoy here in the West, but I think it's kind of, it's unrealistic to say, come to the West, be trained as an individualist, and then be a, like, then, then succumb or, or give up your individualism for the tribe. Uh, you know, that, if, if that's what you wanted, then we should have gone to a, a different country where there's more tribal stuff, or we could have gone to a different place in Africa where there's more tribal stuff, or we could have gone maybe to the Middle East where there's more tribal stuff. But if you bring me to the West, which wasn't my choice, right? I mean, you you just you chose the West because there are certain values in the West that, that you appreciate and like, and that's how I was raised. It's different from how you were raised. And I think we can inform each other, but you can't expect me to be just like you because we were raised, and you chose me. You chose to have me raised in a very different environment. 
Uh, okay, so um, I I think he would say, um, well, son, um, I do understand that uh, your life is yours, your own. But um, if if he wasn't ca uh, caring about the collective, we we wouldn't survive the the war, and um, and we wouldn't be um, taking care of the our, our tribe as a collective. But we left. Uh, no, Dad. We survived. You survived the war by running away, by running away from tribalism, by running to a country that's individualistic. How could you say that tribalism allowed us to survive the war? Tribalism was the cause of the war, and running away to an individual country, individualistic country, was the solution. Um. Okay. Uh, he would say, um, "Okay, I understand, uh, Sonia. Uh, I think I, I would almost agree, but uh, I would say." Um, the very reason uh, the war started was because um, the the rival um, uh, uh, the rival tribe um, wages war against us for who we are. And if right, we, but that uh, doesn't that doesn't happen here in the West as much, right? Um, because it's not a, look, it's not as tribalistic in the West. Yeah, and so um, you ran yeah. to a country where things are not nearly as tribalistic. And then you're saying, well, no, but it's tribalism that has to survive. It's like, no, we fleed tribalism and we came to individualism because there's no fear that a rival tribe's going to gain control of the government and put us all to death. And right, so um, you, you, you fled away from tribalism towards individualism. And now you're saying, but son, you've got to be tribalistic. I'm like, hmm, I don't quite see it that way. Again, I'm not yeah. saying tribalism doesn't have any value and, and uh, you know, group and, and, and value. Yes, but you can't expect me to have the same decision processes you when you brought me to be trained as an individual um yeah i i think what he would say is um the the very um because the uh, government in our country of origin um tried to uh, commit genocide against us um if you marry outside of your tribe now you just continue the very um genocide that the uh, government from our country of origin uh tried to perpetrate on us and this is why we, deep down, even though I, I say, okay, you're free to marry who you want, or as long as they're um, from as close to our tribe as possible, deep down we want to, we want you to marry from our tribe because otherwise you play into the hand of what the uh, why the what the government was trying to do to us. So you're saying that I would be the equivalent of like the African Hitler if I marry outside the tribe. Yeah. Because the people who were genociding were about the most evil and immoral people that could be imagined, and you would put me into that moral category. Does that seem a bit extreme to you? It it it, it does it does. Um, uh, where am I still responding as my father? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. If I was my father, I would say yes. It's um, I, I do agree. But this is what the um, uh, so-called enemy wants from us. The the enemy wants us to um, just uh, just uh, I would say if if they if they don't um, uh, wage war against us, uh, get rid of us through war, then they would just get rid of us through um, intermarriage. Uh, 
and then so that we lose our our our, our tribe uh, through the generations and the, this is why i i feel that deep down um uh, despite me saying you're free to marry who you want deep down this is how i feel that you you continue what the enemy wants us to do and and well i don't think that you know, I don't think that my life choices should be dictated by a civil war on another continent. Yeah. That's just letting history totally dominate everything. And yeah. I'm sure that you would want me to be as happy as possible, first off. And, uh, uh, sorry, just to break out of this for a second, does your father have children by the other women? Um, uh, no. Okay, okay. Um, so, and, and we, we fled from tribalism more towards individualism. And so the question is, what is the tribe? Now, if the tribe is just blood, right, if it's just genetics, then, then we have a problem coming to an individualistic society like the West. Yep. Because we don't like it. You know, we don't like it when people in the West judge us collectively, right? Yep judge us as a race, as a culture, as a group, right? We don't like it because we call that racism, right? Yeah. So we don't like it when people in the West judge us collectively. But that's kind of what you're doing, right? Yeah. Is you're judging everyone else as being unworthy and worse, right? Because yeah. you want to protect your tribe, your culture, I guess our tribe, our culture, because it's the best. In other words, every other tribe, every other ethnicity, every other race, every other culture is not as good as ours, right? Yeah. And so we came to the West to escape that kind of bigotry. And I frankly don't like the fact, I mean, if, if you want to talk about who's manifesting more bigotry, you know, I, honestly, I don't think it's me. Yeah. And bigotry is what we fled from. So I'm not really sure we want to plant it here too. In fact, I'm quite sure we shouldn't and don't. Yeah. Wait, am I still continuing? As yeah, my yeah. Father? Please. Um, uh, well, um, you, you, you're very right because even uh, from our from the rival tri uh, tribe, not all people from the rival tribe are, are bad people. It's just the ones in government that want to uh, that are committing the uh, atrocities. Um, but deep down, I just feel that I have to meet my community or family expectations of of um, uh, mar marrying, marrying you off to someone from our tribe because that's what no my... listen I'm sorry to interrupt but dad I, no. I really appreciate the honesty in that because now what you're talking about is your feelings and that's what I care about you know I care about you as a father I respect you as a father and I want to listen and I am listening but to me this is more like saying you have to is different from saying I feel that you have to because once you start saying I feel that you have to we're actually talking about the real issues. Look, with regards to your father, Dad, did you do everything that he wanted you to do? I wouldn't say so, no. That's not right? I tried right? to, but no. Well, I don't know what tried to means. I mean, you, there were things that he wanted you to do, some of which you did. Obviously, he didn't want you to get divorced twice, right? No. The, yeah, and and yeah. if I were divorced twice, you wouldn't consider that a great success. And so you went against the values of your tribe to end up with mom. Right, which you know is a good thing, and and you know you guys are happy, you seem happy together, and all of that. But you did make decisions that went against the values of your father and the value of your tribe, right? Yeah. And 
clearly, I think, and fairly, I should be allowed to do what you did, right? I, deep down, I do think so. I, I, deep down, I do. But I, and look, if our, if our values are good, like let's say you know we have a value called honesty, don't yeah. steal, um, whatever, like uh, uh, don't use violence. Like we, we have these these values. So this is the interesting question, right? Are the values philosophical? In other words, are they good values independent of tribe, ethnicity, race, history, whatever, right? Now, if the values are good values, then the world becomes a better place if we spread those values, right? Now, if we just stay within our own tribe, we're not spreading those values, are we? Yeah. We're not showing people how honorable and good and moral and decent we can all be and encouraging people to adopt the good values. We're just kind of hoarding them within our own community, right? Now, thats yeah. I don't think that's a, a good thing at all. You know, one of the good things about the West is the values are extended to, to everyone. It's not just tribal, like the white people aren't just saying, oh, you know, only for us and don't ever marry and don't ever talk to people outside your own tribe. And you know, that's not That's kind of what we came here for, right? Yeah. So if the values are good values, then if I live those values and, and if my wife lives those values because that's who I'll choose, if our children live those values because we instill those values in our children, then the values and the virtues are growing and spreading, which is good. But if it's just blood, race, genetics, ethnicity, history, ties to the homeland or whatever, then it's not philosophical. The values are just conformity and not just obedience, but subjugation. Yeah. It's a form of, uh, it's a subtle form of mental enslavement, right? To say, I have to do these things, not because they're good in and of themselves, but because history and my father command me to. Yeah. And, you know, if you wanted me to just be an obedient son, you should have taken me to a different country, <laughs> like a different culture, because that's not, that's not how they roll here, right? Yeah. And and well, I again, you some of the values are great, but the individualism to me is is very important. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, well, there's two reasons. Uh, uh, the 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 first reason is uh, we 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 came to the West because uh, it's more safe and secure here, and I would even say also because um, there's no welfare systems in a lot of countries, and it's just as much as safe and secure here as possible for us. Compared to other countries, if we move to uh, more neighboring countries, we would still maybe face corruption or. Maybe oh, you mean if we move to countries that were more tribalistic? Yeah. 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 You see the still... problem. <laughs> <laughs> you see the problem, yeah. Dad. Yeah, uh, and and um, uh, the other reason was um. Uh, well, wait, sorry, um, sorry, I'm, I'm just I lost my train of uh, thought. Oh, sorry, there were two issues. One was the welfare, uh, the welfare and safety. I think those were two, one of the same. I wasn't sure if there was another one after that. Um, yeah, wait, so could you repeat your uh, question? I could maybe remember. Um, um, sorry. Well, it's just if if the values are the values, if they're good yeah. philosophically, then it doesn't matter the tribe or the culture, as long as you spread those values and and raise your children to have those values, then you're spreading goodness. You know, like if, if exercise and eating well are good values, they shouldn't be tribal. They should be communicated sensibly and with reason and evidence, and that's why they'll spread, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just forgot because uh, the first reason was because it's as safe and, and, and least corrupt here as possible. Mm -hmm. and, and also because um, uh, 
Well, the welfare state was in there too. I'm not sure what what that had. Did your family spend time on welfare when they came? Is that right? Um, I wouldn't say that much. It's more with the children. But I love my uh, dad's relatives do work, but uh, I would say it's more the child child uh, uh, for the children, the welfare for the children, probably. What is um, what do you mean welfare for the children? I thought uh, if you work, uh, you don't get a lot of welfare for children, do you? Um, I, th I think uh, in the co country I live in, if you um, have children, you do get, uh, I think, child um, um, uh, cre tax credits or... Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it. Yeah, and 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 um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, the other reason is uh, that uh, there's more opportunities here uh, compared to other countries, and I, I I I still I still forgot I can't forgot the other reason. Um, well, yeah. So then then the yeah. issue is that that you you specifically came to a country that was not tribalistic, yeah, and that meant it was safer. And those two yeah. are related, right? So if you come to a country for its safety, its opportunity, because it's not tribalistic, and then say, well, but what we really need to do is be really tribalistic here, then you have a contradiction, right? Yeah. You're bringing something to the table that you came to the table to get away from. I do agree, yeah. Oh, I remember now, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, deep down also, uh, I feel that this is our culture. In our culture... You should obey uh, your parents and what your family wants from you. You shouldn't uh, strike out on your own and uh, live your own independent life because you're, you're abandoning your family and your parents. You should, once you grow up, always support your, your parents and your, your family. And, well, uh, but then I would say, Dad, you, but you did things that you, your parents... Like, it can't be completely the same, right? You understand, if it, if it was completely the same, we'd still all be in the Stone Age. You know, we, we'd be hunting zebras with rocks right because yeah. well you don't want to create a spear because your parents didn't do that right i mean we, we can't just completely photocopy our parents there'd be no progress and certainly the in the west there's been a lot of overturning of parental values so for instance in the west they consider older people to be more racist and they dislike that and so that's one of the reasons that the west has opened up its borders to people who aren't white and so on, right? So, so in the like, we only got into the West because they've gone against their parents' values, yeah. Right. So, so it's only a sanctuary because, and so if we say, well, we only get into the peace and freedom of the West because Westerners have gone against their parents' values to some degree, but when we get here, you can't ever go against your parents' values again. You know, this is. It's not reasonable, right? And, and, and of course, as you said earlier, you did go against some of your father's values. Yeah. So there's got to be room for a little wiggle room at least, right? Yeah, I, I, do, I do agree deep down. And deep down, I feel that we are afraid of the West, Western culture because we are afraid that um, if you become free and independent, then you, you will not be able to um, have self-restraint. You, you'll be either be, become very promiscuous or you'll get into drugs or you, you, you'll get into gangs or you, you'll... Oh, you'll... so you fear, you fear that you've been a bad father who hasn't raised me with the correct values. Um, my, my, family would, my family would say um, that I haven't been strict enough. I haven't been strict enough. I haven't uh, been controlling enough, 
and uh, to to hold you down so that you don't. Um, oh, you mean so uh, I don't like make make big mistakes like having three marriages? <laughs> well, yeah, did yeah, that happen because, because your father wasn't strict enough, or was there some other reason? Well, um, they they would say my my family would say yeah um, I didn't follow the culture as as strictly as possible, and, and it's my fault for not following the stri- uh, culture as strictly as possible. Wait, so uh, you'd rather I wasn't here? Because you know the only reason that I'm here is because you didn't like you're looking at a physical manifestation of you not following your culture's values, and then saying, "Well, son, you've always got to follow your culture's values," in which case I wouldn't exist. So again, we got a paradox going on here, right? Yeah, uh, deep down, I do feel that you're right, but I feel that I have to correct my fa- my my mistakes, my my failings in uh, not following the culture as strictly as possible by by bringing you back to our culture again. So that we, we we remain in our culture and tribe for for the for generations uh, to come. But Dad, you didn't follow your own culture's values when you were deeply embedded in that culture, and now you expect me to follow your culture's values when I've been raised in the Western tradition at school and in culture. Like you, you're asking the impossible. You're asking me to be more strict with the cultural values when I've grown up with far less exposure to them than you ever had. I I agree. I, I think. My biggest fear is just that once you have children, they'll not care about my tribe anymore. They'll not care about my ethnicity or country of origin no more. And they'll just only become just even more westernized than you. And In other words, they will, they will grow into the kind of people who gave us sanctuary, not the kind of people we were fleeing from, from genocide. You are very right. I, I do agree um which which is not to say like i sorry to interrupt dad but i get that you have a particular way of looking at the world and it is racial and it is tribal and it means a lot to you and i'm not trying to say oh it's just superstition or like i'm not trying to say that at all but i do think that we do need to give respect to the culture that gave us safety and security and opportunity you know, if we'd stayed in the home country, we'd probably be dead. And here I am going to college to get a great career going, right? So we can't bring all the old world values to the new world when the only reason we're here is because the new world gave up its old world values. We got to have some respect for the culture that brought us in and gave us this opportunity. I, I think, I think the, probably the, maybe the, the, the one or, Maybe more um, few things holding me back is feeling that if you have children that are, are um, um, like Western, more, no more ethnic ethnically mixed, that they 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 will not f- uh, feel that they'll fit in with my family. My family is so um, hung up about being Purity. very. Yeah, yeah ethnically pure and if well, don't I get along with them? Well, you do, but I'm not ethnically pure. I'm mixed. <laughs> well, maybe sometimes they do feel that you're different, but they don't really care of you as long as. So you, you again, you stepped outside of ethnic purity to have yeah. me, and now you're saying, well, you know, lack of ethnic purity is a problem. Again, <laughs> I'm a physical manifestation of you breaking these rules. Yeah. 
And oh. I know that you love me. And I know that you care about me. And dad, I know, I know, I know that you are trying to get me what you think is best for me. And I like, I, I love you for that. I respect you for that. I, I do want to listen. But I, you understand, I can't just be what you want me to be. That that would not. Yeah, I gotta have self respect too, right? I gotta I gotta have a participation in my own life, in my own thoughts, in my own mind, right? Wait, is this being sent by your dad? <laughs> I can hear sirens in the background. My son's having a conversation about purity. All right, sorry. Yeah, I sent, sent the paddy wagon. Um, no, sorry, this background is. Doing, no, it's fine. Uh, it's just yeah. kidding. Yeah, and um, yeah, um. Well, deep, deep down, um, in our culture, our, our children are almost the property of their parents. The, um, the, the parents feel like they totally own the children, that children should obey the parents and sure. fulfill the wishes and um, ambitions of the parents. But should and I obey they, you, or should I have my own conscience. Because, listen, you're not a morally perfect person. I'm not a morally perfect person. Mom is not a morally perfect person. So there are times where you will tell me to do something that is not morally perfect. Of course, right? I mean, if you were morally perfect, you wouldn't have been married three times. And again, I'm not trying to bag on you for any of that. It's just, you know, you, you've made mistakes, right? And you will continue to make mistakes just as, as I will, right? So this is the big question. Do I obey you or do I obey my conscience? And my conscience obviously involves you because I respect you and you're my father and I love you. So my conscience involves you, but you can't be the final arbiter. Otherwise, you haven't raised a child. You've raised shadow. You've raised like a hand puppet. You've raised a photocopy or a mirror rather than an individual, right? Deep, deep down, I, I, I agree with you, but I've, I feel that I've become accustomed to seeing you as um, my pride my my almost like my trophy <laughs> right uh, right and i get that and listen i'm yeah. i'm happy that i'm happy that you're proud of me but part of the reasons why you're proud of me is because i think for myself and i take on my own challenges and i think you want to be proud of me not just as a shadow of you which would basically being proud of yourself being kind of narcissistic <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, like uh, I'm perfect and my son is exactly like me and that's why I love him. That would be kind of a little crazy, right? I understand it, right? But it's a little like that's not quite right. That yeah. I think you want to say, I instilled good values into my son. He thinks for himself. We don't always agree, but we always have good discussions about it. And I learn and he learns. Yeah, I, 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 do, I do agree. Um, I think um, if, if I, if I, my, my, if I if I don't control you, my relatives will blame me for not being controlling enough. Right, um, right. I think. I, and I, I simp and I sympathize with that. I really do. Yeah. But your relatives also criticized you for two divorces, right? Yeah, yeah. You're still here. Yeah. We could survive a little criticism, right? We can, yeah. And we can have discussions with them. I hope, in the way that you and I have in a reasonable discussion about this stuff. I, I just feel that in in our culture we don't discuss a lot of stuff. We we some topics are very taboo, like like yeah, dating, yeah. for example. Yeah. There's, there's always a silence uh, around certain topics. Right. We we only talk about what's acceptable. Right. Um, this is why I feel that maybe it was difficult for you to um, not strike out on your own. 
Well, no, see, here's the thing, too. Like, I, I don't want to abandon everywhere I came from. Yeah. Like that, that, because that's just running away. You know, and there are some things I value the community, I value the family, I value the <laughs> emphasis on tradition. These things are all important to me, and I don't just, you know, want to run. I'm not going to go date some bluehead social justice warrior, crazy communist lady, right? I mean, you understand that these are values that that I have a great deal of respect for. I think, like all things that come from a long time ago, they need a little bit of upgrades. I mean, you wouldn't buy a rotary dial phone, even though it does the same thing as a cell phone in certain situations. Uh, in the same way, you know, there's things that I value, but there's things that I also want to think about with myself. And I know that that creates a challenge for you, particularly with, with your relatives. And the opportunity then arises for a conversation. I say, oh, well, they don't want to have that conversation. It's like, okay, well, we either keep trying to have it or we give up at some point trying to have it. But I don't think that I should not think for myself because other people don't want to think for themselves, right? Yeah. And and listen, in a lot of ways, you did a good job as a dad. I'm not going to go join a gang. Uh, I'm not going to go and, and take drugs. I'm not going to do these things. Um, this is really, this whole process is really tough for me. And I know it's tough for you too. I get that. But this is some of my anxiety, my procrastination, some of my getting lost in video games and surfing the internet and and this is like my, my depression and anxiety. Like a lot of this has to do with like, of course I want to please you. I would love nothing more than to get up in the morning and be happiest pleasing you. That for better and for worse is just not how I made. It's not how I have become. And it's really, really tough. You know, if, if I just obey you, I lose myself and then you're happy for a little while, but there's nobody for, for anyone to date because in a way they're just dating you. Right, because I'm I'm just you. I'm like you're a hand no. puppet, right? So it'd be like, hey, I'd have to go up to some woman and say, hey, do you want to go out with my dad? <laughs> no. And she'd be like, uh, not really. I'm like, well, sorry, that's the only one who's in charge in my personality, right? That's that's yeah. and again, you you changed from your dad, and and that's why you got these women to marry you, and 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 this is why you you are who you are. So you know, I have to be able to go out to some woman and say, hey, would you like to go out with me? as opposed to my dad's culture from 30 years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and I need her to be here for me. And and me is a mix. Not just, you know, ethnically, but but in terms of, like, I have your values, I have Western values, I have my own values, I have philosophy, I have religion, I have tribalism, I have a lot of things. Yeah. And I can't just carve bits of them off any more than I can unmix my ethnicity, so to speak. Um, I do I do agree with you. But in our culture, the, the 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 wives and the women should shouldn't really be so concerned with conversation or or just having a voice or or, or do, doing their own thing. Oh, so it should be her mother dating my dad. No, no, it's it's more it's more like. The main concern of women in our culture is being very good stay-at-home mothers, stay-at-home wives, and this is this is why we. No, so what I mean, sorry, what I mean by that is oh, is that she oh. should just listen to her mother and do what her mother says because that's what her mother did, right? Yeah. Right. So, in other words, I'm saying so. 
your mother should date my father because you do what your mother says and I do what my father says. <laughs> you understand? Like, that's not yeah. two individuals who can fall in love. Yeah. That's just two hand puppets who can hang out together. <laughs> yeah. Doing what they're told, right? Yeah. And, and I, th I think we just are afraid deep down of the, the Western culture because if we don't control our, our wives, um, then no one will uh, get mar married. I will just be promiscuous and go into gangs and, and drugs. and then... Don't make me say it again, Dad. <laughs> Three <laughs> marriages. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, true. true Come true. on. Now, I'm not saying that's the same as being promiscuous. You're a serial monogamist. I get all of that. Yeah. And, but listen, I need to upgrade from your values a little bit and that's not to say that, you, that your values are not all bad. There's some stuff in there. A lot of it I really, really respect. But I don't want to get married three times. Yep. I mean, also, you know, the Western courts, I, I would, I would be, I'd be sitting in a jar on your mantelpiece, or at least my balls would be, right? Because you try getting divorced three times in the Western family court system, and you, you're just going to end up as like vampire dust in the upper atmosphere. There's nothing left of you. I can't afford to do what you did. Like, you can get, I don't know, maybe you chant something three times and you're divorced and can walk out of the house, but that's not how it works here in the West, right? Yeah. They take oh, me to wait. the cleaners. Yeah, wait, sorry, I just, uh, uh, actually, it's a minor detail. Um, yeah, it's a minor detail, sorry. No problem. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, I, I want to learn a lot from you, but there's also things that I need to upgrade from what you did. And yeah. so I, I can't just I can't just do what you did because you've brought me to an environment where if a woman decides to divorce you, especially if I'm making good money and I'm a professional, which is my goal, a woman divorces you, man. Oof. You know, add Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. What are they? Four years now? They're still working on their. I mean, they're going to finally finish getting all of their child custody arrangements done by the time the children are thirty. It's sort of a little too like this. Is how crazy. Ewan McGregor and his wife just finalized their divorce after four years or three years or something like that, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy. So I can't afford to get divorced, which means that I have to really make sure I have values that are compatible. And because I'm half of the old world and half of the new world, and I'm biracial and this and that and the other, it's going to take a while for me to find someone who really matches my values. Now, a lot of those values, because I come from you, will overlap with your values, and there'll be a lot to respect there, but there will be some differences. And I know, deep down, Dad, that you are a strong enough character that you can be around people who have different values, and you can be enriched by that diversity, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, well, son, I want you to play it safe. Why, why would you risk... Um marrying someone in the, from the Western world where there's too much freedom, where you can get divorced very easily. Why not just come back to us and just marry um, a, a very um, um, obedient stay-at-home wife from our culture, our family knows her, and it will be very safe for you. You won't get divorced. Just don't worry about happiness. Don't worry about love because you can build it after you get married and your happiness can come from other places not always your your wife no i get and, that but i mean you yeah. you married those kinds of women right yeah did you get divorced 
So I'm sorry, like I, I hate to say it, again, I'm not trying to bag on your divorce habits, but when you say, oh, you won't get divorced if you marry the kind of women like I married and I got divorced twice. Yep. It's the old thing, like I can't hear what you're saying over what you're doing, right? Yep. And the other thing too, like, I mean, if you want me to marry somebody from the old country, I mean, that's a pretty big difference of values, right? Again, I grew up in the West. Yep. And that's, you know, you couldn't keep your marriages together when you'd all grown up in the same ethnicity and culture and country, and, right? Yep. And in fact, if sorry if I've got this wrong, but in fact, the woman you stayed married to the longest was my mom, who was not ethnically pure relative to you, right? Yeah. So the least compatible has been the most permanent relationship. And now you're saying, ah, yes, but you have to have someone who's exactly like the first two women I divorced. Yeah. Uh, well, Wilson, I think deep down I'm just afraid of disapproval from my ethnic tribe because right. I feel that if I get... Uh, uh, excommunicated from them I'll have a very lonely life and I want to belong to them and I feel that the, if you don't play along then you'll get into, into the, in the way of me belonging to them right and, and you, you, you may even if you don't get excommunicated you will lose some status you will right, you will be viewed as uh, he didn't keep a firm enough hand and his child is going off the reservation and, 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 and listen, I can't, I can't, there's no magic wand I can wave dad to make that go away. I can't, but I think that's the core of the issue. And now we can sit down and we can come up with some kind of strategy. Well, look, maybe I'll meet a woman and, and fall in love with a woman who's exactly the woman that you want me to marry. That could happen. It's not impossible. Right? So this all might be theoretical, right? We don't know yet. I do want to have the opportunity to look for where my heart goes and where my values go rather than just where my father's bloodline goes. Right? You understand this? That's not, it didn't work out so well in the home country and it didn't work out so well for your first two marriages. And I'm not sure that it would work out too well for me. It might, but so I'm just saying I'm not wedded to marrying someone you want me to wed. On the other hand, I'm not innately opposed to it. Let me go and date. Now, if it turns out that I get really serious with a woman and there's something about her that is going to be a problem for our tribe, then we sit down and we try and figure out the best way to deal with that situation. I promise you that that will be a problem that we will solve together. You, me, mom, my girlfriend, whatever is going to, we will sit down and we will try to figure out the best way to deal with this. And by having our own freedoms, we also might spread a little bit of freedom to this tribe, which can be a little bit, you know, like a uh, <laughs> little bit, little bit, uh, you know, yeah. we are the puppet masters, you are the puppets, a little bit claustrophobic, a little bit like can't breathe, right? So, you know, we can bring a little bit of air, a little bit of space into this tribal situation, which may not be the end of the world, because listen, we're not the only family that's dealing with this. My friends deal with it. I mean, obviously, uh, your friends and their kids deal with it. And maybe it is time. Maybe we can bring this to our tribe and have them start talking about things and have them start looking for, for better solutions other than do what I say or I'll never talk to you again, which is, you know, not really that 
uh, that great. And of course, the other thing too is that you know if you disassociate, not saying you would, but if parents disassociate from their kids, well, sure as hell, all the tribal values are going to go because the kids aren't raised with the grandparents at all, right? So that's not a solution to this. We're going to lose everything, right? You, you want to keep the good, maybe discard some of the stuff that's not so good. But I promise you, Dad, you know, from the bottom of my heart, from my love for you as a father and my love for our community and our tribe and our history and our country of origin, I promise you that I'm not going to spring anything on you, that I'm not going to parade around in a way that's going to humiliate you. I'm not going to bring some woman in and just cause problems that we are, I'm aware of this and I'm sensitive to your heart as a father and I really appreciate your honesty and openness in this conversation. We're going to sit down together and we're going to figure out a way that this is going to be beneficial to everyone involved. It's not going to be super easy, but you know, you never, it wasn't easy to leave your country and come here, right? So but it's a good thing that, that we did, but I promise you that we will find a way to make this a positive for you, for me, for mom, for the girl, for the tribe. I think we're smart enough and willed enough and strong enough to be able to bring this kind of benefit, and we will figure out a way to do it if it even comes up as an issue. Okay, well, well son, uh, uh, my biggest fear is that if you, well, hello? Yep. Uh, if if you marry someone from a different tribe or or, or, or race, and then our biggest fear is that you, you'll run off and never contact us anymore, and, and never never deal with us anymore, and you know, your children won't know where they come from, or what culture they're part of, or, or and and then and then it, it might be because for two reasons, maybe my family just disapproves, um, or or because. Growing up, I felt that I I alienated you because I was quite emotionally distant and always just wanted to make you obey me. And then maybe now when you've grown up, you sometimes feel that you want to keep your distance. Or if I become maybe just like how how I was when you were young, then that you feel like running away and leaving us for good. Um, Because in the the West, a a lot of uh, children, when, when they grow up, they, they then leave their parents, and this is what we're afraid of. Right. Well, listen, I got to tell you that these kinds of conversations where we're actually having something super reasonable happen, I think this is the best shot we've got, don't you? I, I mean, if you, simp- if you simply try and just make me obey you, then yeah, things are probably not going to go super well. But listen, we've been sitting here talking about really core, powerful issues for like 40 minutes. We're not yelling. We're not calling names. We're not storming out. We're, you know, And it's not easy for you, right? Because again, I, I get that you would like me to do what you want to do. And if it's any consolation, I would like that too. <laughs> but it's just not where my heart is, and I want to be honest about that. So these kinds of, um, these kinds of conversations, that's our best shot. And I think it's a very good shot. And we should we should be very happy to have these issues rather than being hunted like dogs in the street by ethnic enemies in the in the old country. Well, hello. Yeah. Did you uh, get yeah, the last bit? I, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, I think I'm convinced deep down. But my my biggest fear is if I stray stray away from my programming from when I, how I was in a child when, when I was a child 
and from my culture and family that if you don't obey your parents, your only job is to just obey your parents, then disaster is coming ahead of you. Right. This is my, my biggest fear deep down, and this is why I, I try to make, make you obey me as well. Right. Because obedience is, is the biggest value in our culture. The more obedient you are, the, the more respectful you are as a person. Right. So I'm just going to break the role play here because what happens, what's happening is in the role play, like I, as you, am making reasonable arguments, but your father's just repeating himself. Yeah, yeah. And and so usually when people start to just repeat themselves as if you haven't said anything, it's usually a good time to take a break and let them give yeah. them a chance to absorb. Because, yeah. you know, we had at least two or three times said, yes, but dad, you didn't do what your culture dictated and you didn't yeah. do what your father said. So, yeah. you know, clearly it's not that big a value because that's and I'm only here because you disobeyed and went outside of racial purity and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. So when somebody just keeps going back to the same talking points, that's usually a good time to take a break, because if you keep going, they'll just keep repeating and then things will get frustrating and they tend to escalate. Yeah, from yeah. there so um but but tell me what you thought of the what you thought give me a review of me as you <laughs> right now tell me what you um, thought of my side of the convo in, in that role play well well uh yeah honestly uh, what you said to me was really how i felt yeah it was deep down how i felt uh, all along well just very hard for me to admit to myself and i felt that because of it's hard for me to admit to myself that that's what really kept me stuck in heavy depression and yeah this is why i feel like uh, i get into very heavy depression because these thoughts come up in my mind and i just feel so um, perplexed that i'm having to face this and i, I don't want to have to feel overwhelmed but i have actually have these I'm actually in this situation and I find it hard to believe and then I'd rather not face it and I push it push it away and then when I push it away that's when the depression comes and then I feel that I'm not living my own life and then my life is not my own so why even bother to take care of myself or or do or or, 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 or just be, be successful if it's not all for me if it's just for my dad and my family Right. I mean, I think depression often arises. It's like the scar tissue of you can't be honest. Yeah. But I will say this, like your dad, as, as you role played him, pretty reasonable. Yeah, he, he's very reasonable. I, I do. I am grateful for that. He, he, he does want to reason. Yeah. But just I feel that I have this. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Oh, yeah. I just I just feel that I have this. Um, I feel that it, sometimes I just couldn't tell whether he was guilt, make me make me feel guilty, using guilt to make me obey him, right? Or or if he's being manipulative, and so I feel that my, my dad really swings from being manipulative and making me feel guilty to just leaving me alone and sometimes even neglectful, but emotionally neglectful, but right. It's really a swing between being a very far away, distant emotionally, and it's to the point I felt a little bit neglected to. Well, no, this is the thing too. So if he's very, very keen on you got to transmit values, then you know one answer is yeah, but 
you were very emotionally distant through most of my childhood. So how did that transmit values or what values did that transmit to me? Yeah, because I even sometimes feel that if my my, my, my father, my dad didn't divorce my, my mother, then it would have been much more easier for him to instill cultural values or make me feel more part of his culture as well. And yeah, yeah, because when he divorced your mom, he was no longer in the household. So he gave up yeah. the transmission of values to you, right? And so... Again, it's really, really hard for him to say, well, you got to do you know, what your father does. It's like, yeah, but you left and didn't give me a lot of those values because you weren't around much, right? Yeah, this, this is why even because of me being growing up with my uh, mother uh, mostly, I, I just got used to um, uh, her, her, her culture mostly. Not, I wouldn't say her culture that much, but just the daily life I shared with my mother. So like food-wise, I was more used to the food uh, uh, my mother uh, uh, makes then right. for example when I visit my, my father uh, they make their, their more different food completely right, different right. food so but then I'm used to my mother's food and then it would be sort of a little tug, tug of war of come try our food and then now listen sorry to interrupt so yeah, yeah we've yeah, been going yeah. for you know coming up for two hours and uh, I've oh, sort yeah, of got across yeah. most of what I wanted to get but listen I know you've got you know, these, these challenges coming up that we talked about um, uh, before we got into the call, uh, I guess I just wanted to check, like, how do you feel about uh, this, this conversation? How do you feel about um, the issues that we've, we've talked about? I feel that you've helped me uh, uh, tremendously, you know. It's, uh, been, it's made me able to reflect back to myself just how outrageous really the double standards are really um, when it comes to the relationship and I, I feel much more confident now to tackle the issue as well uh, independently and I felt that really yeah, really really grateful you've uh, taken the time oh listen my pleasure I, I know that it was a, a, a very uh, extreme situation for you and, and so I was happy to make the time today out of schedule but um, will you will you keep me posted yeah. about about how it goes with you going forward um yeah of course of okay course. and listen very uh, very best of luck on the stuff that's coming up later this month that, that again yeah. i don't want to get into many details here but just know that i'll be thinking of you and, and giving you my very best wishes for the challenges you have coming up this month yeah thank you so much you're welcome Honestly, stay in touch man thank you so much yeah yeah thank you, Bye. Thank you. yeah thank you